This episode of UK Low Carb Podcast is sponsored by Deliciously Guilt Free. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to our latest Tuesday series. For the next few weeks, I'm joined by Katie Caldesi. Katie is a low-carb chef and with her husband John Carlo owns a Caldesi restaurant in Marylebone, London and also in Bray, Berkshire. Each week, Katie will teach me a low-carb recipe, so stay tuned so that you can add that Caldesi magic to your low-carb creations. I'll now hand over to Katie to see what's cooking today. So, everybody, uh, welcome back to another Tuesday episode. I hope you've enjoyed what we've been doing so far. I know the series with Graham Phillips was really successful and popular. Um, and now I'm going to talk to one of my other low-carb friends about doing something a bit different. Now, I appreciate I talk about doing things a bit different every episode. So um, how much more different is there in the world? But <laughs> this is going to be different because I'm with my good friend, Katie Caldesi, and she's going to be uh, doing some cooking lessons for me uh, on some kind of low-carb foods that she thinks be really useful for people to know about and this all comes from her book so i just want to say a big thank you to you katie and welcome to uk low carb thank you very much it's very nice to be here that's great well i just want to say this all comes from your 30 minute diabetes cookbook which i know Mm -hmm. i've been working my way through absolutely love the cookbook uh there it is you can get your (laughs) own copy um now where where's that on amazon it's on all good bookshops it's on it's on amazon it's on our site lowcarbtogether.com um which will click you through to amazon and um, I think it's down to six pounds a book now. So it's very good value for money. And it's all about the important bit is the 30 minutes. So they're very quick recipes and they're all low carb and they're all gluten free. Fantastic. Brilliant. Now, for those people who don't know Katie, and if you don't, I think you've been under a rock somewhere. She is um, quite more often seen in the national press. They feature her quite a few times here in the UK. I know we get listeners all around the world, but she does appear quite often in the national press in this country because her and her husband, Giancarlo, are an inspiration in terms of the food revolution of low carb and how to inspire the people. They're in two restaurants. She's written 15 cookbooks. So when it came to making a cooking program, she was the obvious choice of person to go to. So I really appreciate this, Katie. And the biggest regret I have, I think, in asking you to do this is that we're about 100 miles away. So all this lovely food which you're making, you have to describe to me how delicious it is. And then you're going to have to enjoy it. And I'm just going to have to kind of, you know, look at the screen and kind of feel a bit upset. I can't try it myself. But <laughs> apart from that, let's crack on with our first episode. And I think today is brown bread. So this is low-carb brown bread, uh, a recipe you've got to share with us. Yeah, that's right. I love bread and um, realised it did account for rather a few too many pounds around my middle. So I had to give up bread when Giancarlo and I went low-carb. But then I thought it's such a useful thing to have around. I can see why we all resort to sandwiches and toast because it's just so quick, isn't it? So now I make this bread recipe and these bread rolls last about five days in the fridge. They freeze really well. You can do all sorts of shapes and sizes with them. So it's just a really useful, versatile recipe and it's all low carb bread. So without further ado, I shall tell you what's in here. Um, We've got some ground flaxseed or linseed. So this is what it looks like here in its whole form. And um, I buy it from Tesco's or any supermarkets. But I choose the golden linseed or or flaxseed because I prefer the colour of it on bread. 
But if you find that you've only got this dark linseed, that also works equally well. And it produces a, um, a bread that looks a bit more like rye bread. Okay. Um, but the taste is exactly the same. So I just go for the golden because I like the look of it, but no other reason. And I mill it myself at home. So I've got a Nutribullet and I pop it in the Nutribullet, a quick whiz, and then it grinds it up for me. So you've got milled flaxseed or... Um, linseed whatever you want to call it and it's much cheaper to buy it that way rather than the ready ground one uh, so I've got check some... then, for those who are listening rather than seeing so how fine are we talking is it more like sort of just a powder like flour would be if you bought a bag yes. of flour um no it's not as fine as that it's a bit more granular um Imagine if you ground up walnuts and um, it's not as not as gritty as that, but it's not as fine as the ground almonds yeah. either. So okay. it's got a bit of texture to it, which I quite like. You yeah. could probably go on milling it. Till you, yeah. 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 And it's a bit like um, I used to love wholemeal bread. So this is a bit like it looks and, and feels a bit like wholemeal bread. Perfect. I've love got that. some psyllium husks in here and I choose to have the psyllium husks rather than the psyllium husk powder the psyllium husk powder is a lot more expensive and can turn your bread purple, which doesn't matter purple. again about the flavour. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I, it happened to me a lot at the beginning and it happens to other people that write to me frequently saying, why is my bread purple? Um, <laughs> so if you look for blonde psyllium husks, you're getting right. all that fibre in there as well. So it's a very good source of, of fibre for you. And it helps the bread rise and makes it sort of spongy and um, more bread-like, really. Then I've got ground almonds here, which is called almond flour in America. Um, I've got some coconut flour, which doesn't make the bread taste um, of coconuts at all. It just lends a, a slightly sweet flavor to the dough. I've got some salt and baking powder. So these are my... That's pretty straightforward then, isn't it? Very, very sort of simple set of ingredients there. That's good very. to know. I was going to say, there's some sort of low-carb loaves that I've seen in the past and they get very complicated and you sort of think, yeah, you know, you're starting to lose the, the sort of low-carb element if you're starting to add other things in there which aren't so good for us. So, um, yes, very exactly. simple ingredients. Yeah. So it is. I mean, the only sort of processed ingredient, I suppose, is is baking powder, but yeah. um, the, the, that's all and it's not very much of it either. So I've mixed my dr dried ingredients together first and now I'm going to... It's a very tough shell. <laughs> I'm going to crack my eggs into here. So how many eggs are we going for? And um, We're going for three, and it doesn't matter the size of them, really. You might, um, if your eggs are very extra large, you might find that you have a rather a wet dough. But, um, other so than that, it, so let's just check really then. Nice. What are we talking in terms of how much of the uh, powders do we have? What sort of weights are we talking about? Um, I've got 130 grams of ground almonds. Okay. I've got 30 grams of coconut flour, 20 grams of coarse psyllium husks. I've got 60 grams of ground golden flaxseed, one heaped teaspoon of salt, three medium eggs, and then I'm going to add 250 millilitres of water right. into okay. this. So here's the water, and it doesn't have to be hot or cold or just water, tap water. Um, so there were recipes at the beginning when people were low-carb baking and it had to be boiling water, but actually I just use cold water and it's absolutely fine. 
Now you can do this in a, a food processor, but there's not really any reason to, because all you have to do is stir it together. This looks remarkably it simple. It's incredible. <laughs> I've actually made low-carb bread before where I use gluten. This is at home. I don't do it, obviously, at Delicious Guilt-Free with gluten-free, but I tried it at home with gluten, and of course... You've got the whole process of kneading and rising with the yeast and all the rest of it. And yeah. it was it was a long but this seems remarkably straightforward. It is. And and it looked quite wet at first, but what's happening is the coconut flour and the flaxseed is absorbing that water. Right. Because coconut so, in particular is it does soak up quite a lot of fluid, yeah, doesn't it? Coconut? It's very absorbent, isn't it? Yeah. So if you think you've got a very wet dough, just give it a couple of minutes and it will probably sort itself out. And if you find it's very wet, say your eggs were huge, then just add a little bit more coconut flour in or a bit more ground almonds or flaxseed, any of the dry ingredients, just to to um, get it to the consistency you want. But this is about right. So for um, people listening rather than watching, it just, it drops off the spoon, but it's not, it's not like a cake batter. It's not liquid at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's not dropping off the spoon so easily now. So um, it, it has thickened before my very eyes. Brilliant. Okay. And... Oh, so now this I'm wouldn't be Italian to... cooking without the next bit, would it? So, I know. So I've this is olive, olive oil. oil. Brilliant. And I'm just going to grease the um, baking tray with some olive oil. And I use my hand to do that so that I can um, oil my hands slightly as well. Right. And this means that um, my dough won't stick to me. I can also use my hand to just oil my work surface a little bit. Right. So the dough won't stick to me, it won't stick to my hands, it won't stick to the work surface, and it won't stick to the baking sheet that I'm going to use. So I put the dough onto the work surface, and I don't need to knead it at all because it's all homogenous, it's all mixed up. But I'm just going to pat it into a round shape. Right. And I'm going to use a dinner knife just to divide it into six. So I'm going to make six, I've, I've called them baps, um, and baps are a sort of flat roll, but apparently the, well, the word doesn't... I was going to say, that doesn't necessarily translate in different parts of the country even, does it? So, you know, no, they, they're called know. different things in different parts of the UK, and yeah. I'm sure in America and Canada and Australia and in New Zealand, it's something else baps again, isn't it? might mean something else, it might even mean something that I don't mean at all, but... Um, <laughs> A part of one's anatomy or something. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. What I mean is a flattened roll like this, which um, I've made um, a little a little patty. It looks a bit like a fat beef burger, I would say, yep. and it's slightly flattened. And the reason for flattening it is so that it cooks quite quickly. Because the book was all about 30-minute um, cooking, it's taken me, what, about five minutes to make the mixture so in order to make it cook quickly, I flatten down the the rolls or the baps in my case. What and I find incredible is just how doughy looking that is. Um, so when you started mixing it, it looked very liquidy like a cake batter. And then yeah. suddenly, very quickly, it became fairly solid and stable. And now yeah. you're putting into these balls. And I, I, I'm kind of surprised it's not just like a gluten-based, uh, flour-based. It looks just the same to me. Um, and I'm also going to actually join these two up together. It does. It looks like wholemeal bread, but yeah. 
Um, so I've just joined two of the rolls together and rolled them into a long, fat sausage so that you yeah, can see great. that if you wanted to, you could do a sort of baguette shape. Um, oh, I've just thought of something as well. When I, I'm going to make this tonight, by the way. I've decided. We've oh, got okay. some silly in house, thank goodness. And I just thought there's something that I've been missing like mad, and I've not had it for about two years now, and that's garlic bread. And when you made that oh, kind of, oh, that when you made amazing, that baguette, yeah. that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? Now, yes, just tell me, would. would I would I have to bake it first, I guess, and then you put the garlic on afterwards to kind of finish it off? Do you kind I of part would, bake I would it? I bake yeah. it first and then slice it and then make your garlic butter up. And then I would um, I would put the garlic butter between each slice and then wrap it in cling in um, foil and put it back in the oven Perfect. so that the garlic yeah. butter melts through. And Whoa. I've just got some seeds here. So over two of my rolls, my baps, I'm just flattening that one down a bit. And why I'm flattening them down is is the cooking time, but also so that they all have the same cooking time. So even my one that looks a bit like a baguette is about two centimetres in thickness. Right. So just under an inch in thickness. So that means they'll all cook at the same time. Actually, so this I've is a real problem that cheese. I have sometimes. I'm a little bit slapdash, I think, is the uh, polite version. My wife would say something a bit different, but I'm a bit huh. slapdash, and I think I tend to just whack stuff together a little bit. But, of course, when you're trying to bake something like this, it has yeah. to be consistent, otherwise some will burn, some will be raw. Exactly, and your cooking time is different. So there's no need for any um, uh, glaze or egg wash or anything like that over here. I'm just going to put a little bit of, I've got some um, molden salt. If I had some rosemary in front of me, I would have added a bit of rosemary, but... Um, well, for the, in, in the magic world of podcasting, she's got some rosemary in front of her. Oh, wow! Yes, right. <laughs> I just put some rosemary on it. In fact, I substituted it for a bit of dried oregano, but you get the gist of it. Anyway. YouTube people, just don't give it away, okay? No, just don't say a thing. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, I'm just about to put my um, flattened rolls, my baps, and my baguette into the oven, for, Wonderful. which is on a 200 degrees fan. And that's Celsius and 220 if you don't have a fan. And if you're in Fahrenheit, it's 425 or gas mark seven. And I'm going to put them in for about 20 minutes. Wonderful. That's great. So, so they'll be there for 20 minutes. And just tell me, this is a key thing with all bread, Katie, is that the bread smell drifts and wafts around the house and it's that enticing smell that makes you just want to have the bread so badly yes. um what does this smell like in all honesty is it similar to bread or is it very it's similar it's similar and it's it's not exactly the same as wheat i've i've spent years now trying to develop brown or bread recipes that are similar to how wheat smells and i've sort of even held a piece of bread to my nose and thought, what is it that we all love about this? And mm -hmm. that's why I put the coconut flour in, because I think wheat is actually quite sweet. And when you eat a piece of okay. toast or you eat a piece of normal wheat bread, you're, you're actually eating something that's a little bit naturally sweet, even if no one's put any sugar in it. So um, and what else do I think? I think that there's a caramelization that you get with wheat flour that you perhaps don't get with low-carb bread. So yeah. that sort of... Um, crusty dark brown is not quite the same you wouldn't have eggs in normal bread necessarily apart from something like a brioche here you've got eggs in it so although it toasts i under toast it rather than over toast it right. because the eggs don't have such a, a a great toasting ability that that wheat does 
So I have to be really honest, it's not exactly like wheat bread, but it's really tasty, really nice. And um, and it's a, it's a great vessel. It's a great carrier like any bread is. And it won't raise yeah. your glucose as much as wheat bread. So Amazing. if that's what you're about, that's what we're about. Is that well, I'll tell you what, it, you know? let's just fast forward now 20 minutes and let's see when this loaf now comes out of the oven. So welcome back. The 20 minutes has passed. The, the magic of uh, recording technology that we can actually skip those 20 minutes for you. And uh, Katie, have you got that lovely bread smell? That means it must be ready. I have. And they look done to me. They're a beautiful golden brown colour. Superb. So let's have a look then. It smells nutty to me. and <laughs> Nutty, hot, gorgeous smell. So I'm holding them up here so Fantastic. that you can see. And um, they have gone a sort of golden brown colour. And so that I've looks got, just like normal, any like bread you'd find. It's risen really well as well, actually, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah. And done within 20, within 30 minutes. So 10 minutes to make the dough and about 20 minutes cooking time. So I'm just using a spatula to um, clear them from the bottom of the dish. And I'm going to just put them onto a cooling rack. So... Nice. They look amazing. Oh, you know what? I can just imagine now you cutting them open and then melting just butter. Some butter on it. Shall I beat. just do that just to make oh, you no, really, don't, really... Don't. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it, okay? Let's move on. <laughs> and I've got my sort of um, baguette, half baguette, half focaccia style. So in the book, I've called them focaccia sticks because they're sort of based on an Italian focaccia. They look a bit like a flattened baguette. And um, actually, it is better to wait till they go a little bit cooler to room temperature and they, they set firmer. And then I can slice that baguette into um, little thin slices and make it into garlic bread if I want to. Love or serve it. it with cheese, serve it with butter. Um, and the baps are, are big enough. You could do some bacon and, and make that into a bacon butty. Okay, so we're not missing cool out on bread anymore. I love that. I just want to check, how do you store them in the fridge? Um, so and how long do they last for? They last about five days in the five fridge. Okay. They can freeze for three months and I keep them in a reusable plastic bag in the fridge and I just take them out and I cut them in half with a serrated bread knife and then I just toast them so they're not fridge cold. They're just They're yeah. either warm or very lightly toasted. Perfect. But they'll really do for everything that you would have bread. So they'll make a sandwich. They'll make uh, you just have half a one cut horizontally and have it with scrambled eggs. Um, you know, any of those things. Have it with pate. Have it there with you go. Toast and marmite. That's another way. I, oh. If you're a marmite lover. Yeah, again, for those of us outside the UK, maybe not so aware, it's a product that everyone either loves or hates. I love personally. Marmite and butter is a lovely combination on bread. Um, so I can just cut one open just to show you what they're like on the inside so there we are there's the, the bread wow look at that and i'm just going to have a little bit of butter they are steaming a bit so i've been a little bit premature here a little bit greedy yeah I but should that have butter's going to cool. melt perfectly isn't it i mean i would do I the same if i was there look right at now. that look at that Okay, so the butter's so, melting into so the bread, good. and I am going to have to taste it just to make sure it's okay. Oh, I've just realised as well. At Easter, you put some spices in there and a little bit mm. of sweetener, maybe, and make it into a hot cross bun, couldn't you? Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> right, good. I'm so happy for you. I'm so pleased that you get to eat that lovely bread. With milk go, and butter. I might just go and have some stale water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm very envious. That looks amazing. Thank you so much, Katie, for that recipe. Uh, thank you for coming on UK Low Carb today. And uh, will you join me next week when we'll go through another recipe? I will indeed. I Fantastic. look forward to it. Thank what you. Is, what is next week's recipe, just to give us a little heads up so that people I, can come back for more? I'm going to do Shopsky cheese, which is an unusual dish from Bulgaria. And um, everything cooks in a pot all in one go. And it's very easy and it makes a perfect brunch or a lunch. Fantastic. Sounds amazing. So look forward to that. Uh, have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye for now. Thank you.